Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the word. God bless you. I really want to minister into, into that today, into Pentecost Sunday and everything it means for us. I, I was saved as an 11-year-old girl. I was raised in a Christian home. And uh, I was raised into a very traditional church. It was the Anglican Church, uh, so the Church of England. And I, I had a beautiful childhood. I, I was saved. I was going to heaven. Um, I had a beautiful family. But I would say the big distinctive between the, the church I was raised in versus the church I am now in is power. It, it was a power shift. And by all means, you know, when, when we become a Christian, we receive the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit. Something significant happens when you uh, receive the baptism that the Holy Spirit has for you. We go from receiving the Holy Spirit to almost like Him receiving us. It would be the difference between me drinking this water, receiving this water, and... Uh, jumping in a swimming pool. So God wants you to jump in the swimming pool today to live, to live a life that is power assisted. And I know that there may be people here and you've, you've come from different church backgrounds and you've heard all kinds of different things. So I just want to tell you what the Bible says, okay? I'm, I'm not going to try to convince you of anything in my own strength. I'm just going to let the Bible do the talking. Um, and many of us have come from backgrounds or, or churches where, we're, where we've gone off somebody's soundbite and not done any research for ourselves. It's a really terrible thing. Uh, what we're going to do for you at Awaken Church as you're part of this church family is really encourage you to have your own relationship with God that is assisted and enhanced by the, by the greater body of Christ, pastors who love you and care for you and shepherd you, but none of that negates your personal responsibility to have a relationship with Jesus. So... Especially on this topic around the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you, you need to understand that there is, there is so many deceptions out there. It's important for us to know the truth. Um, read through the book of Acts, particularly Acts 1 through to 10, but I'm going to be sharing from a story in Acts uh, chapter 19 today just to kind of really show you to those who say, well... When we become a Christian, we receive the Holy Spirit. That's it, enough, done, everything's been done. And yes, to a degree, but wait, there's more. Acts chapter 19, we're going to start reading at verse 1 through to 7. And it happened while Apollos, he was one of the disciples after Jesus had been resurrected, was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and found some disciples. So what did he find there? Disciples, what were disciples? They were believers. Somebody say believers. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Hello, most American churches. 
And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, we were baptized into John's baptism. They were water baptized. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe in him who would come after him, that is on Jesus Christ. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. Yes, when we receive Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit. We receive the the Trinity, God in all his parts. But the Holy Spirit has a baptism of fire and power for every believer. So I, I want to just talk about my own, my own experience growing up in a church where, again, I remember my son saying, it was so funny, and I think it's where, um, you know, truth comes out of the mouths of babes. And my eldest son, when he was a little, little boy, he and his little cousin, my nephew, were at a church service. And they had an altar call at the church service, and my little nephew put his hand up and went forward and prayed the sinner's prayer and got a Bible and all, all the things. And then they were sitting, I heard them sitting in the car on the way home talking to each other. And um, Jordan goes, how many times have, have you been saved? <laughs> and th- to, to someone in the car. And they're like, oh, like five or six times. <laughs> I've got so many Bibles. <laughs> and then... And then my son Jordan turned to his cousin who had just given his life to the Lord again and said, Caleb, how many times have you gotten saved? He's like, ugh, at least 10 times. (laughs) And my son Jordy just looked at him and said, oh my gosh, Caleb, you are so going to heaven. (laughs) It was just really beautiful because it's the truth. You are so going to heaven. But there's more, my friends. There is more. When we receive Christ, we are so going to heaven. But we also have the opportunity to receive the baptism of fire, the promise of the Father. Look at this. I'm going to read a little bit of Scripture, and then then I'm going to get into all the fun stories, okay? Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. This is Jesus speaking. I'm going to start. uh, Let me go just to save time reading from... Uh, Okay, verse number four. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. This is exciting stuff. This should debunk everything you've heard to the contrary. This is Jesus speaking words in red. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? So they've got their minds on earth. Jesus is thinking of heavenly things. And he said to him, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the father has put into his own authority, but 
you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. It is Jesus's desire that you live power assisted. Reinhard Bonnke uses this uh, analogy, which I think is brilliant. He talks about the difference between driving a car that has power steering versus one that doesn't. And I, I mean, I remember you guys, like, because I was born oh, quite a while ago now. So my first and my second cars, neither of them had power steering. It was like, like it was the workout. My gosh, you didn't have to do bicep curls if you had a car without power steering. You had to get your whole body involved. You were sweating. It was an ab workout. It was an arm workout. But when my husband blessed me with a car that had power steering, oh baby, I could turn that thing with one finger. True for the car, true for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You get power assisted. So I want to talk to you uh, about a couple of things where you're going to find this power when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how you're going to find this power evidenced in your life. First of all, the Bible is really clear. You're going to become a power witness, a power witness. So we see in the Bible that Peter, when you read this story in Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2 of the, the Holy Spirit baptizing the disciples with the baptism of power and fire, we see immediately Peter. Now just remember, Peter, previous to this, was a a Jesus denier. Three times. There was a level of fear of man on his life that was evident and recorded in the Scriptures. And yet, after his experience in the upper room, the Bible says that he went on a spontaneous, bold, preaching rant, and many were saved. I'm telling you, one of probably the greatest indicator in my life and area of transformation since I got baptised in the Holy Spirit as a 16-year-old girl is this. I became a bold witness. And I wouldn't call myself a confrontational person at all. I'm a lover, not a fighter. However... I found a boldness came on my life where I couldn't deny it. It was almost unexplainable. I remember doing an administration course at a technical college in Australia, and they asked us to do a presentation just on anything for five minutes, to be able to get up and, and speak publicly and present something convincingly. So I'm like, well, I, I'm going to preach the gospel. And so I got up, and I did a five-minute preach. Everybody in the room, like all the other 15 students, were in shock. Afterwards, the teacher's like, you know, Leanne, uh, that's very controversial, what you're saying. And, you know, you're like, this is, that actually would be inappropriate. If, had you told me what you were going to talk about, I would have told you that, no, you are not allowed to talk about this. But there was not one bit of fear or intimidation in me. This, this was, you know, literally six months after being baptised with the Holy Ghost. And I just could, I'm like, what, well, what else am I going to talk about? This is the greatest life-changing moment I've ever encountered. I I need to tell everybody about Jesus. Maybe you're sitting here today and you haven't received the baptism of power. Well, today is your day, my friends. It is Pentecost Sunday. 
I used to go to high school and after this, everything shifted. My boldness for Christ was radically altered in, in the right direction. I remember inviting one of my, my friends. I had a part-time job at McDonald's and one of my little girlfriends at, at McDonald's, her mother had just passed away a year ago and she'd, she'd gotten really dark and was dressing very gothic-like and had uh, partnered up with a guy who was really bad for her getting involved in a lot of black magic and seances and all that kind of thing, just out of the grief she was carrying over the loss of her mother. I remember inviting her to church like I was a witnessing machine, a witnessing machine. Wherever I went, I'm inviting people to church. I'm inviting people to church. I was a bold witness when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon me. And I invited Gemma to, to church and she came and she gave a life to the Lord and, and her boyfriend, who I think was a bit of a warlock, he was a troublemaker, would turn up to church and throw spiders on people during, during the service. And like it was, it was just this most epic good versus evil battle. It was so fabulous. And Jürgen and I would like pray and bind the devil and he'd be throwing spiders at people. And it just the most... I mean, I can't even tell you how my life was radically altered when I was baptised with the Holy Spirit as a 16-year-old girl. I mean, I have done things that I would never have even dreamed of doing. Like I said, I'm not a confrontational person, but when I opened up my heart to the Lord fully and received that power baptism, everything shifted. About 10 years ago, I um, was at a women's conference in uh, North Carolina and I was in a meeting a similar size to this and praying for people and I felt the Lord say as I was praying, there's women here and they've been told they can't have children. I want you to pull them out. I want you to pray for them. I want you to prophesy over them and I want you to believe me, have them believe me for a miracle baby. So I put out that appeal And a couple of women came forward and there was one particular woman. And as she was coming forward, she was crying and I felt the Lord say, I want you to prophesy over her that she's going to have twin boys. And look, had I I really thought about it long enough, I would have been like, God, that's too specific. How about I say, God wants you to have a baby? No, 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 no. But she came forward and I prophesied, you're not going to just have one baby. You're going to have two babies. You're going to have twins and they're both going to be boys. I'm telling you, had I not been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, baptised in the Spirit, I would not have the courage to do what God was asking me. Let me first show you the photo that I got sent uh, about a year later. There's this woman, two twin boys, only Jesus, only the boldness that comes upon someone who has been baptised with fire. There we go. Look at that. She lost weight, all right. <laughs> and then, you know the most miraculous thing? I get another email a couple of years after that. Can you show the next slide? She had another set of twins. This time, two little girls. Can you believe that? How amazing is God? You shall be my witnesses, witnesses of God's power. This doesn't happen if you don't live a powerful Christianity where 
Oh, God is sovereign. Whatever happens, happens. God responds to faith and that boldness will come upon you. And I'm wanting to, to explain this to you today, but also to show you because my experience is far greater than my explanation will ever be. There was a woman in New Zealand, and again, it was maybe, maybe 12 years ago, I was speaking at a women's conference over there, and I was a bold witness to the testimony of my own daughter's miraculous birth when I was told by the doctors that I should abort her because she was going to be born with uh, some, some chromosomal deficiencies. Of course, it was a very short conversation. We actually never went back. And my daughter was born perfectly healthy and whole. And I was sharing, yes, I was sharing this, this testimony at a conference in New Zealand. And, and unbeknownst to me, because of my bold witness, because as a 16-year-old girl, I didn't just receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit received me. I had the boldness to share boldly with authority that testimony about my daughter's story. There was a woman sitting in the meeting that night who had been given a like just the worst possible diagnosis. She had been riding her bike on the way to university in New Zealand and she was struck by a car. She was in a coma and... Uh, ended up coming out of the coma, coma, but they said, you're never going to graduate. You'll never be able to think straight again. You'll never be able to work again. You'll be on um, disability for the rest of your life. You're probably never going to get married. Like just this list of all the things that she would never have. And this was a young woman who had a whole lot of hopes and dreams. And she sat in that meeting and she heard my testimony. And she said to herself, God, if if you can save the life of that little baby, then you can save my life. If you can change their story, then you can change my story. So I wanna show you first the photo of the woman after the accident. This is her here. She was told she'd never graduate. She was told she'd never get married. She was told she'd never work again or walk again or speak properly again. Can you show the next photo? Here she is graduating. Here she is graduating. Only Jesus, God is looking for bold witnesses. And I'm telling you, something shifts when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive power. What does that mean? You can do things that you didn't think you could do before. What was hard in the past when you didn't have that power assistance becomes easier when the Holy Spirit is in you and you are immersed in Him. You may be fearful and intimidated today, but I wanna remind you, maybe you're here in this building and you have been baptised in the Holy Spirit, but you're, you're, that gift is idle in your life. When, when I got baptised in the Holy Spirit as a 16-year-old girl, a friend of my mother's, because I was the first person in my whole family to get baptised in the Holy Ghost, after meeting Jürgen, of course. He was like, he was like our... Um, yeah, he, he, he was the thing that kind of divided our family in all the best ways, you know. <laughs> Before Jürgen and after Jürgen, like there is a significant shift. And his story is so amazing. He, he got saved and then a, I believe a year or so after becoming a Christian, was prayed for by an American man who was a missionary to Australia. Amazing, America's been all throughout our story. His name was Chuck Mansu. He was a, a Japanese-American pastor who started a church in our hometown. He was one of the only spirit-filled churches in our hometown. And uh, Jürgen used to go to Prayer Mountain 
every week and pray with a whole bunch of guys. And then this one particular week, they prayed for him and he got filled with the Holy Spirit and everything shifted. And then a couple of years later, Jürgen and I met and then I got filled with the Holy Spirit and everything shifted. I was the first one in my family. But I, I want to encourage you today. My mother's friend said to me after I had been baptised in the Holy Spirit, Leanne, just pray in tongues for a couple of minutes every day. This is a gift you receive, but it's also a gift you have to use. Don't receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and then put it on the shelf. I, I really strongly in my spirit feel like this is something that we need to be speaking to a much greater degree in the church in this hour. We're in a, a season of warfare unlike I've ever experienced in my entire Christian life. And God has given us the most powerful tool and weapon in our armory to resist the darkness that is trying to suffocate and oppress this nation, but then also us individually. So I want to encourage you today, if you've been baptised in the Holy Spirit, spend time every day praying in the Spirit. Can somebody say amen? And if you haven't been... We're going to pray for you. Uh, well, actually, you just need to receive it at the end. The beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is you don't need to ask. You need to just receive. It's God's gift for you. I receive your baptism of fire, Holy Ghost. The second thing that I have found really go to a whole new level since I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit is the way I pray. Power prayers. In Ephesians 6.18, it says this. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Probably the biggest difference in the power that I have received since being baptised in the Holy Ghost is the way I pray. Being brought up in the Anglican church, it was very much a que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be mentality. And the best thing that we could ever pray for was comfort and strength and grace to endure. But I want to tell you today, uh, things can be better than they've been. God responds to our prayers of faith. He's given us all power and authority on this earth to walk and speak as he did. In fact, Jesus said, greater things will you do than even the things you see written in this book. I remember when my son, my oldest son, went through a season of addiction, it being so incredibly heartbreaking. You know, I, I don't know that it would have ever ended the way that it did had I not understood the power of prayer and had I not received the infilling of the Holy Spirit through the baptism and learned how to pray with power and authority. The Bible says in Romans 8.26 that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. This is beautiful. Has anyone here ever not known how to pray? I, I don't even have the words to say. I don't know how to put this thing together. Uh, and how beautiful that God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to be able to pray exactly as God Himself will pray. What, what is the short answer to why a Christian speaks in tongues? So we can't screw it up. <laughs> I, like when you pray in the spirit, it's God praying through you 
and you're praying the perfect prayer every time. It means you can't wreck it with your unbelief. You can't wreck it with your doubt. You can't wreck it with this, that dysfunctional teaching you got from that church that told you the gifts weren't for today and so on and so forth and they're all living miserable lives. But Like you can't wreck it with any of that. Father, pray through me. The Holy Spirit is praying through me. The Spirit will help you in your weakness and that's exactly what he did for me. There were times when I would get certain reports uh, over what my son's life looks like. And for anybody who's been through anything like that, you know the devastation. Sometimes you, you just don't know how to pray. Yeah. I don't know what to say. My soul is in anguish. My soul is in distress. It feels hopeless on the natu- in the natural. But instead, I let the Lord pray through me. I let the Holy Spirit pray through me. And you know, it wasn't long before I felt faith rise on the inside of me again. And it was even then, I believe, when you pray in the Spirit, when you pray in tongues, that God gives you divine strategy. And it doesn't mean that we negate praying in English. They work together. We pray in the Spirit and then we pray in English as well. But I would say pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues first. Get the mind of Christ. Let the Holy Spirit infill your body again. And then you're going to find that you'll start to pray prayers rightly. You'll start praying prayers of faith instead of prayers of despair. And that's exactly what happened in my life. And I was looking at a child who, you know, who was struggling so deeply with his identity, with addiction, with thoughts and feelings about God and life. And I didn't didn't know how to pray as I ought. But when I prayed in the Spirit... I felt God give me a prayer strategy that man could never give me. And he said to me, Leanne, I don't want you to pray and prophesy what you see with your natural eyes. Because what you see in the natural is not who he truly is. And it's not the plan that I have for him. And I felt the Lord say to me, go get a poster board and find pictures of your son before he lost his smile. Put them on a poster board and in the center, I want you to put Psalm 1 and I want you to pray that Psalm because that's the future that I see for your son. So even in my very unartistic way, you can go ahead and show that photo. This is coming up now 15 years. It's a game changer. Of course, the dog's on there. when you don't know how to pray as you ought. This wasn't Leanne's idea. This was God's idea. I thank God for a church that preaches about the baptism of fire and power, that you don't have to live dormant, hopeless, powerless Christianity, hoping to expect crumbs from God. But you can come boldly. We can be His bold witnesses. Pray to the Father. Let the Holy Spirit pray through you and give you a strategy. And you can't. Thank you. You can't read that scripture in the center, but it was Psalm 1. As I prayed in the Holy Spirit, I felt come to my mind Psalm 1. Blessed is the man 
who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the mocker, but his delight will be in the law of the Lord. And in that law, he will meditate day and night, and he will be like a tree planted by rivers of living water, and he will bring forth his fruit in season. The gift of the Holy Spirit is not something that we should take lightly. Yes, we receive the Holy Spirit when we are saved, but He wants to baptise you with power today. Take your life to a whole nother level. I'd love it if you just stand to your feet. For some of you, this message is purely a reminder of a gift you have been given and you've left on the shelf and it's grown dusty. And I wonder if the amount or the correlation of the rise of depression within church has been because of the backing off of messages like this and teaching around this. The Bible tells us in the book of Jude, build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. I don't know where I'd be without my power assist. I don't know where I'd be without the promise of the Father. And it grieves me deeply that so many churches will refrain from preaching messages like this because they can be messy, they can seem a little bit weird. You know what's weirder? Being given a gift from God and never ever receiving it. That's weird. That's flippin' weird. Can you imagine going to heaven and looking at a pile of unopened gifts and God going, WTH, what the heck? I had these for you. I had a power assist in there. I had a boldness in sharing testimonies and being a bold witness to a world that was lost in confusion. You didn't open it. I had power prayers waiting for you. There were situations where I wanted to send you as an ambassador, but instead you sat with the mockers or the doubters. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Wrong. Yes, it is. We're to prophesy the future. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Oh, I could have let my son go down that pathway with no intervention. But when I didn't know how I could, should pray as I ought, I let the Holy Spirit pray through me and everything shifted. My son is free today. My son is married today. My son is earning great money in a job that he loves. He's got tons of friends, things he never saw for himself. Only Jesus, are you living power assisted today? Have you received the promise of the Father? It's all about receiving. Just lift your hands to the Lord. For those of you who are already baptised in the Spirit and band, you can help me here. I want you to, to, to just start to pray in the Spirit and you're not praying to anybody else. So if you're freaking out, well, we need an interpretation. They're not praying to you. They're praying to God right now. Just lift your voice and start to pray in the Spirit. For those of you that have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just receive it today and just start to speak out. Open your mouth, don't be passive. Open your mouth and just receive God's promise to you today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you for the baptism of fire today, just as it did all those years ago in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. God, what you did there, do it again on this Pentecost Sunday. Close your eyes and look to Jesus. This is a gift that is to be received, received today. Jesus said, I will pray the Father and you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed. Jesus' prayer is gonna be answered here today. Receive the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit for? All who are in the house. Are you a Christian? Are you a believer? Are you washed in the blood? Then all you need to do is receive, receive the Holy Spirit today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. They spoke in tongues and they prophesied. I believe that there are dormant prophetic voices in this room today. And as you receive the baptism of fire, begin to just speak out in tongues. Come on, let's believe God right now for those who, who are maybe struggling in their mind or they're thinking, I bind every spirit of religion in the Name of Jesus. I take authority over every devil, over every lie. In Jesus' Name, I declare it is broken today. We receive Your Holy Ghost. We receive Your Holy Ghost. We receive Your baptism of fire. We would live power-assisted, bold witnesses. There's people in the room today, you have unsaved family members and the Lord is wanting you to travail in prayer for them by praying in the Holy Ghost. And you've said in your heart, they will never receive Christ. Lies, lies, that's the enemy's whisper, it's not God's truth. And as you begin to pray in the Spirit for them daily, God is gonna give you a boldness to be able to share the Gospel with them in such a way that they will receive it and it will change their entire destiny. Some of you here have been going through series of deep depression moments. And the answer today is to do what Jude told us. I think a lot of things, we we run to doctors and medication and all that kind of thing, but we never come to Dr. Jesus. We never come to the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us we can build ourselves up in our most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. I thank You today. Thank You today, Lord. Thank You. Let's just spend a couple more moments just really praying and believing God right now for all those who are receiving the Holy Spirit for the first time. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Father. I feel an anointing this morning for people who are sick. If you're sick today and you need healing, I want you to run to the front. There's an anointing here. The same Holy Ghost that healed that woman's barrenness and now she has not one set of twins, but two is the same Holy Spirit that's here right now. I want you to come forward. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Awesome, I love it. Just look to the Lord, lift your hands, lift your hands. Father, I thank You right now. You said, these signs shall follow them who believe. Father, we, we, dec- we, we release the healing power of God over every life here today, every diagnosis. Thank You, Lord. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for Trish. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Christy, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Father. Healing power of God goes right through her body. In the name of Jesus. Yes, come forward, sir. Can I pray for you? Thank you, Lord. Hold my hands. Father, I thank you. Thank you. Oh, Father, I come against this spirit of grief. In the name of Jesus, grief. Get off him. We declare the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. Jesus is the healer of the broken hearts. He's the healer of the broken hearts. God bless you. Father, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing here today. Church, continue to just pray in this last moment together. Thank you, Father. Can I pray for this young man? Good boy. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit before you came today or today? Before? Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Just lift your hands. What's your name? Wyatt. God loves you, Wyatt. You're a champion. You're a champion. You know what? You're going to be a pastor one day. You've got a beautiful heart, a beautiful heart. God looks for people with beautiful, faithful hearts to care for the ones that He loves. So God's going to continue to speak to you and He's going to continue to just reveal Himself to you. And you're going to have some amazing moments with God. But one day you're going to stand for God on a stage like this and you're going to pastor people, you're going to teach them, you're going to teach the Bible, you're going to pray for people, you're going to pray for people to receive the same baptism of power that you receive. Father, I thank you for Wyatt. Bless him today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Amen. Can somebody give God a shout of praise? Beautiful. Service has come to an end, but if you would like more prayer, maybe you're out there today and as we were praying for you to receive the Holy Spirit, for whatever reason, there was a blockage in your head and you just need some extra prayer. You need somebody to talk with you and pray with you. We wanna do that. So don't run off, come down, let us minister to you today and go out everybody and make sure you're using that gift. Praying in tongues, become a power witness, a power prayer prayer and let's go change this world for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.